Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Digital Transformation Podcast. Interviews with best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives all driving today's digital success. This is the show that will help you take advantage of digital transformation to build your business and career. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. And I'm so pleased to welcome Rob Rennie to the program. Rob is the CEO of Webiplex and an expert in integrated business process automation. Automation technologies and artificial intelligence provide a great deal of potential to re-engineer and improve core business processes. In many cases, those improved processes will operate in a completely different way, fully automated and autonomous, freeing up time previously taken by humans to perform redundant and repetitive activities. But the key to gaining advantage from automation is turning that free time into innovation and improvement. And that's what we'll be talking about with Rob Rennie in just a moment. But first, a reminder you can find me and keep in touch with the show at digitaltransformationpodcast.net. Listen to the interview archive and subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. It's all there at digitaltransformationpodcast.net. And would you like to be a guest on the show? It could happen. Find out more at digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash guest. Now, on to the interview. Rob Rennie, welcome to the Digital Transformation Podcast. There is a lot of interest in business process automation these days and the promise of freeing up workers from repetitive and mundane tasks and allow them to provide more value to the organization. How does Webuplex help organizations improve their performance through process automation? We help organizations capture uh, processes and data um, in the, particularly in the mundane quote unquote areas of the business. So what we do is we um, capture what's called unstructured data, which is a fancy term for business transaction documents such as vendor invoices uh, in the accounts payable process or customer purchase orders in the accounts receivable process or service documents such as service requests or um, any sort of <laughs> document involved in the fulfillment process. Um, what we try to do is, is capture that information from the raw documents, um, run it through either some uh, business rules that were defined by the customer um, and or some of our AI technology to extract key content within those documents um, and then ultimately enter it into their system of record. So uh, every company has an accounting system, which is really where the, the rubber hits the road when it comes to their, their operations. Um, and every company has a bunch of unstructured data around that accounting system, whether it's coming in from email or whether it's generated externally or internally. So they, they have this kind of um, area or, or ring around the, um, the accounting system that involves unstructured information, which typically involves uh, people doing data entry somewhere. So either it's a vendor doing data entry on a customer website in order to submit invoices or it's an internal person um, entering that data into an accounting system. 
um, or it's uh, it's an internally generated document, et cetera, et cetera. So there's unstructured data everywhere, um, and the, the the trick is to basically get that converted into structured data, which is inside a database, which lives inside your accounting system or your ERP system or uh, whatever system of record you you uh, happen to be using. And we focus on two areas of doing that. Uh, one is we have a sophisticated rules engine, which used to be called in the old days an expert system, which is basically where we codify the rules of your organization. Um, and as I mentioned before, we have some proprietary AI tools to do the more nitty gritty work of extracting data from documents um, um, and, and getting that entered into your accounting system. So um, we're really trying to do specifically what your question posits, which is um, uh, help organizations improve processes around a lot of these mundane type uh, type areas. It's really where the rubber meets the road in terms of digital transformation. You are literally bridging the gap between paper information and digital information. Yeah, and it's surprising. Um, even in this day of age of modern technologies, there's an extraordinary, in fact, it's, it's growing, that the amount of, you know, EDI was developed um, decades ago, and that was truly structured business transaction data transfer. And that's been around for decades, yet why hasn't it caught on? Um, that's, that's the million-dollar question. And so, you know, what we see in the mid-market as opposed to the enterprise market, like your Walmarts and those folks of the world can mandate an EDI standard and have all their vendors, for example, use that to submit invoices, and you have to use it or else you don't work at Walmart. Um, in the case of the mid-market, you can't have one mid-market or, or medium-sized company um, mandate to use structured transactional tra or data transport to another one because you have this many-to-many -many problem and there's no standards. So, um, so that's what we see today is that um, the nature of doing business, the nature of a company's business, whether it's distribution or whether it's manufacturing or services, whatever type of business they are, um, their invoices are different. Their purchase orders are different. Their contracts are different. So you can't, and they vary wildly. So, you, you know, some people have blanket orders. Some people have uh, drop ships going on. Some people have uh, contracts with service level agreements. So the nature of a business relationship makes it difficult um, to adopt standards around things like transferring documents back and forth. Because, you know, early on in our history, we were, we focused a lot on the scan side of things, of scanning paper. And we always thought, you know, at some point people are going to stop doing this and it, it, it doesn't happen. It keeps growing and growing. So after researching this and delving into more, delving into more, you, you just come to the conclusion that, you know, every business is unique. Therefore, the way they build their business is unique. The way they present their invoices is unique. The way they, the information they provide in their, either their purchase orders or the ordering or whatever the documents involved in their company is unique to, the, to their business, which is why it's so hard um, to standardize. Um, you, you can reduce a vendor bill, for example, to line items, quantity, amount, and description. But that, you know, if you look at a lot of these vendor bills, there's all kinds of other things like, you know, the dates that this particular line applied to. Or in the case of a phone bill, the particular phone number that, that, that this multi, uh, this consolidated bill um, presents. Mm -hmm. so, so the very nature, uh, uniqueness of a business makes it difficult to standardize these things. So that's really why there's still a lot of paper. Um, a lot of unstructured information flowing between companies and uh, a lot of opportunity for process improvement for companies in, in, in managing all that. You folks at Webiplex talk about 
intelligent process automation. What do you mean by intelligent? Isn't all automation intelligent? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I think um, to some degree all um, automation is intelligent. Um, I mean, for example, when we went from uh, horses drawing carriages to locomotives, um, definitely a machine took the intelligence of the of the horse, and now we're talking about machines trying to take the intelligence, intelligence of humans. So, um, so yeah, to some degree, automation is always intelligent in that it's replacing something that had some inherent sort of biological intelligence um, within it. However, I think where you can really just draw the distinction is there's programmed intelligence, there's programmed automation, and then there's some concept of, of self-learn uh, or self-teaching or um, adaptive um, capabilities. So in the case of a locomotive, for example, there you're engineering, there's human beings engineering the automation um, of that, of that thing. So, or if it's a robotic arm on the, on a plant floor in, in, in the case of Ford, for example, um, you've had a programmer who just defined all the rules and degrees of freedom within that uh, robot to operate um, so therefore, it is automation. However, it's it's programmed automation. It's defined by somebody. Now, if that same robotic arm had a camera attached to it and could compensate for for um, issues in the production line, or it could you know identify uh, bad product come, uh, going through the conveyor belt or, or whatnot, so you start to add some more, um, I guess you'd say, self-correcting capabilities or learning on its own. Um, so that it, it becomes more intelligent. A great example is in, the, is in the capture process where you're capturing documents, vendor bills, for example. Uh, the old way to do it is a human being would create a template and says, well, for this vendor, the purchase order number is here, and this is where the total amount is, and this section, and this is where the date is. Um, that's automation, great, because once you define that template, now you can do it without, you can do it over and over again. However, intelligent automation, we would argue, is, well, you just don't set up those templates. You just start sending the documents through. It kind of watches what you do and figures out um, based on the context of your, of your uh, business what that document is, what it means to you, classify it, and then learn to pull the information off. So the, the former, where you're using a template, is absolutely automation, but it's programmed automation versus um, something more intelligent where you take the programming out and it tends to learn on its own um, how to either compensate or, or flat out, you know, solve the problem by itself. Our guest today is Rob Rennie, CEO of Webiplex, a cloud software company focused on integrated and intelligent business process automation. Find out more at webiplex.com. It's time for a quick break, but when we get back, we'll talk some more. Is it time to reach a new audience in a new way? Advertising on the Digital Transformation Podcast gives you the opportunity to do just that. Each week, you'll reach thousands of listeners all tuned in to learn about strategies, products, and approaches that will help them succeed. Be a sponsor and get your message heard by the right audience. Learn more at digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash sponsor. That's digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash sponsor. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Rob Rennie from Webiplex. Rob, in what specific ways, you mentioned smaller, mid-sized companies. 
In what specific ways are companies making the most inroads using process automation today that, that are in action today that we can achieve? Right. And here I'm going to focus on, these are, these are real world kind of under the mundane section. So there's a, I think later in the talk, we can get it a little more into the future, in the future world of the AI and all that hype going on. But the three things that I see really going on, and this, this may be somewhat biased from our company, and there may be more than this, but the three things that really um, the companies are doing today in the process automation space that are concrete, that provide value are uh, document automation, both creation and capture, and I'll go over each one of these. So uh, document automation, creation and capture, forms automation and workflow processes, and integration brokers with web services. So the first one, um, document automation. So either companies are creating documents in either um, things to send to their customers for marketing purposes or things to send to their suppliers for, uh, for example, uh, I9 or W9 purposes or getting, getting the vendor onboarding, um, such things like that. So there's automation on the document creation side or what used to be called mail merge okay. in the old days. So, and there's also document automation on the capture side where we're ingesting, this is really where Webiflex focuses, where you're getting documents from the outside world and you want to automate the processing of these. So these have been used in the, in the real world. For example, for years, we people have been doing mail merge, combining database information and putting it into unstructured information. People have been using templates for OCRing documents. Um, so that has been around for a while. I think it's getting more sophisticated now. Uh, and less, less difficult to configure, and that's kind of where we're on the leading edge. Um, so that's the document automation side. Um, the next piece is forms automation, and this is, this is a big one. So this is where you have a traditional paper form um, that either uh, an employee may fill out or a, a partner, a business partner may fill out to request services. Um, anything that used to, used to fill out in a, in a form, people have been, making those electronic for years now. Um, and I think that's really around the area of business process management, business process automation, um, is, is converting these paper-based processes or ad hoc processes to an electronic process that becomes auditable, it becomes repeatable, um, reliable, and you can actually you know, run reports against how your, how your workflow is doing. So um, that's another big area where people are, of all companies of all sizes um, are using forms automation. For example, you can use, I think Google has um, relative, free, if not inexpensive forms development where you can develop a simple form and, and then you can get your other users and your company on board and you can all start sending forms back and forth. And um, so there's very low cost ways for companies to get into, get into that. And there's also real high end systems that have sophisticated rules engines and, um, big form creation capabilities. So forms automation, document um, Mac capture and creation are, are two areas. And the third area is integration brokers with web services. So this is a little more for companies who have um, some progressive IT staffs or maybe a, a developer on staff um, or a consultant. Uh, and this is most business systems today are starting to develop, if not already, they have web services capabilities. APIs has been a term used an awful lot. And what this allows companies to do is connect um, dis previously disparate systems together to get efficiency. So a simple example, um, I'm using QuickBooks and I'm entering in 
um, some accounting information, um, but I also have another system where I'm running something on the production floor. Well, chances are that, well, QuickBooks definitely has a web service API, and if your production floor software has a web service API, you can now take an order from QuickBooks, for example, and send it directly into your production system without, ha instead of having a human being read the order from QuickBooks and then go type it in your, in your uh, production system. So therefore, um, these, these integration capabilities have really expanded over the past, I'd say, five, five years or so uh, with common web services, with things that are called uh, integration brokers. Um, and the Microsofts of the world, they bought, either bought a company um, originally, it was BizTalk, for example, that came from Microsoft, but they since then uh, purchased other companies in that space. And there's, there's, there are companies in the space which do nothing other than um, broker integrations. Dell Boomi is a great example of a company that's in that, in that space. So okay. they, provide, they provide the capabilities of, of connecting systems together and getting these efficiencies um, that you haven't seen before. So I'd say... Those are the three areas that I see um, as, you know, concrete. You can go out and, and buy them today, try and true uh, methods of, of implementing process uh, automation. I'm speaking with Rob Rennie, CEO at Webiplex, and he's an expert at integrated business process automation. Webiplex is working with next generation business process management and document management systems and approaches that can really make a difference and help organizations reach peak performance. And you can find Rob and find out more at webiplex.com. Now, Rob, one difficulty folks often have is getting C-level sponsorship and buy-in for these types of process improvements. What's one way that you've seen that organizations have been successful in enlisting enthusiasm and support of senior leadership? Um, I think the tried and true method of ROI uh, return on investment analysis is is still ultimately what it comes down to. I think any business decision um, comes down to that. It's just you know it's what you do when you run a company is you make a decision based on should I invest in this and what's my return. So I think that's the way C level folks think. Um, so regardless of how cool the technology is, um, you need to be able to justify the ROI. And what we've found is. ROI is in this space is most easily um, defined or justified by volume. So it's either the volume of documents you're processing in a particular process or the volume of forms that are being filled out. Um, so volume is the key component to, to calculating an ROI. Um, for example, if, if you are a small company um, that only <coughs> maybe still, you know, gets one service quest or one form for, for one particular process a month, there's not much point in going out and buying an expensive forms automation solution to process one form per month. I mean, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. So there has to be a certain amount of volume there um, in order to, to adjust it. Now that may be um, heresy in this industry um, to say that no, all, <laughs> all forms should be automated. You can, you can generate, um, you know, right. turn on every form. However, and that's true, um, but you also have to look at the cost of these systems. So it's, they don't come for free. So um, well, that's the reality. I, I know many small and mid-sized business owners and, and they say, Kevin, you know, what do you talk about? And I talk, well, I talk about digital transformation, maybe getting rid of the paper. And they say, we can't afford that. That's why we have rows and rows of file folders here because we simply can't afford getting into process automation or document management and digitization. But 
it's changing now and, and many small and mid-sized business ca- can capture the same advantages that enterprise-sized organizations do. What's one way that, that smaller and mid-sized businesses are, are kind of keeping up with the big boys in terms of transformation? I think the most important thing that for small and mid-sized businesses to um, consider in looking at process automation and, and some of these newer technologies is um, there is there is pre-built process automation and then there's developing your own process automation. So, for example, paying bills online through QuickBooks. That is pre-built process automation. That is, that is something that's already configured, um, integrated, and you just turn it on and you use it. And that is a great way for the small to mid-sized company to leverage process automation. Enterprise process automation is where they have an internal process and they need to, to create a new system um, for process automation. And that is, that's a different, um, that's a different ball game. So I think more and more today you're seeing these pre-built automations. There's, um, there's of course on, online bill pay, there's, um, programs or there's the software like Zapier or if this, then that there's two different websites, which allow you to can actually point and click and connect up some of your systems. So, um, they have these pre-built integrations. They have these pre-built templates for connecting this system to that system. Um, so there, there's this pre-built automation um, that's out there. And that, I think, is the best way for um, for particularly small businesses, but even medium-sized businesses, is to is to look at tools that are already built, that have that are already integrated into your ERP, for example. Why, you know, don't go buy a a a, um, a document capture system that is not integrated with your accounting system. You know, you want to go buy something that already has that. So I think um, that is the way companies today are, are, or mid-sized companies are looking at, at taking advantage of these yeah. process automation tools. And even larger enterprises are finding benefit by looking at those tailor-made process-centric solutions, as long as you, they have the interoperability that, that you mentioned. Uh, but rather than build it uh, from scratch, they're finding that they can buy these uh, already pre-configured solutions and move forward more quickly. I think that's, um, <clears throat> I was going to touch on AI in, 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 uh, in, in part of this and how that all plays into this. But I think the same holds true with that as you look for, um, you know, systems that are, that are already learned or are already understanding the process um, that that bolt in much quicker to your, to your particular uh, line of business system, so I think that's kind of where it's going. Um, I don't, you know, <clears throat> there are now there's other there's platform companies um, which provide a generic business process management business process automation tool um, where you can configure custom workflows and all that that sort of. And that's, those are still very very viable, um, and you know. To some degree, you can do the same thing in the small and mid-sized market with some of the tools I mentioned. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think a lot of that's getting opened up to, to the smaller businesses. But, you know, and, and they really need to, to lean towards, you know, make sure, try to find something that's already built. Rob, what's on the horizon for Webiplex and how can we learn more? Well, we're doing a lot. Um, we're working on our a vision called... Um, UI document, UI list document capture, for example, we've developed an integration with uh, Alexa. And um, so we can actually take a document, a vendor bill, for example, all the way from ingestion from your email or from your whatever capture devices through an automated approval workflow. We're going to capture all the information off of it. 
if there's any exception or it needs an approval, we can actually use voice um, to communicate with the, uh, with the stakeholder who determines whether that bill is approved. And if it's approved, it can go into enter automatically in your accounting system. And uh, we work with uh, NetSuite uh, and Oracle accounting systems today, primarily NetSuite. Um, so we can actually enter all those documents in uh, automatically without human intervention. So that's, that's our goal is to, as much as possible, as I mentioned, around that unstructured world, around the ERP system, um, is to reduce any, you know, the, the human involvement to a minimum. Um, so that's one thing we're working on. We're, we're continuing to refine the way that we present data to our, to our users so that they can um, get the exact information they need for that particular transaction only when they need it to, in order to make that decision. So that, that's a big part of what we're doing. Um, and in addition, we're using uh, developing friendlier user interfaces, more sophisticated AI um, uh, to improve all the processes that, that, we're, uh, that, we're, that we're involved in and that we see where we see pain points. So we're just generally increasing our level of AI um, to reduce the amount of exceptions that happen um, and, and keep our house customers happy. That's what we're focused on. Do you want to be a guest on the Digital Transformation Podcast? Well, it could happen when you join our Knowledge Leadership Circle. Tell us about your ideas and advice. What technologies and solutions do you recommend? And how can our listeners benefit from your approach? Be a guest. Find out more at digitaltransformationpodcast.net slash guest. Rob, it's been great speaking with you today. You've given us some great advice and perspective. Um, before I let you go, one last question. If you could invoke your superpower and look down the road five years, what would business owners and CIOs, what should they be thinking about and strategizing for in order to be prepared for the business world in five years? Well, I think the elephant in the room is AI. Um, that's what everybody's talking about. That's what all the CIOs are being try, trying to be sold. Um, so I would, you know, I would caution um, on the AI side. I think, so I think five years from now, you will see AI tools that are used in business um, that are not developed by the business. So I think you will see, I think CIOs should be taking advantage of AI related to that are, is embedded in other products. So AI embedded in your ERP, AI embedded in your security software, um, AI embedded in, 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 in uh, for example, if you'd like to use voice as a mechanism to communicate with your customers, go leverage Amazon. Um, so I think that's where the CEI should be looking, CIO should be looking is what are some of these new AI technologies that are out there that have the pre-built AI, quote unquote, that I can leverage with the operational aspects of my company. Um, I think a lot of CIOs are trying to be sold from software companies, um, generic machine learning AI, um, and that somehow that's going to make their business better. And that's just not true. 99% of businesses don't have enough information to take advantage of machine learning. Um, so I think, you know, going down that, and that's, I didn't research that by the way. That's just, <laughs> that's my opinion. So, I mean, um, but we're going to attribute that stat to you, Rob. No, no. I'm just saying that most AI, the true right. machine learning today is being used, advanced is being used in, for example, getting a car to drive itself or, or, or recognizing faces and pictures where there's reams and reams of data by these companies like such as Facebook and, 
and Google who can who can afford this sort of stuff. And then therefore CIOs think, well, maybe I can use this machine learning to somehow glean some information from my accounting system. And it's like, no, that doesn't, it's not what it's for. And if you're being sold that, don't do it. Because traditional things such as business intelligence software. So I think that's where um, CIOs should be looking at some of these more BI, business intelligence reporting tools that are getting more sophisticated. They're using statistics such as linear regression and, and, and things like that, which, have, which, by the way, is not AI. Linear regression, despite being lumped in with AI, is statistics that have been around for a long time. So, but I think you know, these, these systems are becoming um, smarter. The mathematics is getting deeper. Um, so I think business intelligence is, is one area they should look. As I mentioned, learned AI tools such as ours, such as um, uh, Amazon's and, and the other systems out there, that's where they should be looking. Um, and then, uh, you know, the space that we're in, process automation, I think that's what the CIO needs to be looking at. What parts can we, can we automate um, uh, through, through using these various tools that are, that are available? That's Rob Rennie. He's with Webiplex and an expert at integrated business process automation. Check out Webiplex at webiplex.com. New next-generation systems for process management, document management, and digital transformation. That's webiplex.com. Rob, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Digital Transformation Podcast. My pleasure. Thank you very much. That'll do it for this episode of the Digital Transformation Podcast. But join me next time when I continue to talk to best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives, all driving today's digital success. And I'll talk to you next time on the Digital Transformation Podcast.